live. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Swolecast. You know what? I have done so many of these uh, best ball drafts. It's really becoming second nature to me. Um, and so I am going to basically draft a little bit on medium mode. These guys like to draft on easy mode in these best ball drafts. I'm going to draft on medium mode and uh, and not just draft on underdog, but also draft simultaneously on DraftKings. It should be a fun show and one where I... I could just display what makes me um, a perennial best ball finalist. So stick around. It's a swole cast here on rotogrinders.com. You think static from the swole cast? I was like, yep, that's me. I just want you guys to know I'm total dust. <laughs> I'm the problem. Hear ye. Here you. Leave it to the guy with the crypto dunes, Abby, to not understand content. <laughs> I should have known you getting 30 likes was directly written by someone else. <laughs> you know me. I don't do a, a ton of research before the show. I put no research into this. Don't know if it's true at all. You're on the right show. To it, bro. Live a little. <laughs> live a little. Just live a little, guys. All right. Welcome in. It's a swole cast here presented by rudergrinders.com. Uh, yeah, I've done over a hundred drafts on DraftKings in the best ball melee. So uh, seriously, well versed. Yeah, seriously. That's impressive. Seriously. Yeah. Especially when sometimes the, uh, the draft screen doesn't always work. So um, we are drafting right now in the underdog draft. I have the 1.12 and uh surely he, surely picking at the wrap is not going to lead to any auto picks for mr yeah. kitchen no it shouldn't uh pete has the 1.10 davis has the 1.9 uh, um i hope everyone watching today has their uh telescopes out their magnifying glasses you guys uh if yeah you really get close to the screen you could see what's happening in these drafts well, yeah, Peter, we are we're drafting back to back right now, and we're going to be drafting back to back tonight on on ship chasing as well. Wait, you're in the main tonight? We we're pick two. You're pick three. Who's we? What is the funniest combination of people that it could possibly I mean, be? It has to involve Silva. It's no, it's it's Chess Liam and Kyle. Me. Chess, oh, you're Liam doing the Kyle. Chess Liam one. Okay, I saw I saw Liam was in that draft. I didn't realize that was your guys. Are you streaming this concurrently? You going head to head with ship chasing? We're we are we are recording it. It'll be out on the Take Cast feed in the morning. Um, so, Kitchen, do we get our first auto draft here? No, I was hoping that uh, Diggs would fall to me at twelve. I mean, falling to eleven is a pretty big, uh, pretty big fall there on underdog. So I'm just going to go with a little bit of AJB and then um, value hound uh, kitchen. That's what they call him. Well, that's uh, that is what they call me, and then just go with a little bit of uh, Amon Ra. So um, I've got the one dot twelve. On underdog, the 1.1 influencer picked here on uh on wow, draft two picks. two rap picks for David. Absolutely no chance of auto drafting here on no, in fact. Draft. This is like when you're doing something, Davis, you can probably attest to this, right? Like when you're doing something, you want the you want being you, on you, one end you, of the wheel because it means maximum time between those picks. 
I agree. Like, so I try to, I try to um, read in between picks when I do the cardio club. So I love when I get the rap pick because then I got like five minutes to read in between. You try to read. Yeah. Like, like a audio book or no, or, I mean a book. Um, Philosophy. Like... Yeah. I've been reading, I've been reading Frederick Nietzsche. I've been going through all of his stuff. So I, I just have my paper copy and I have my phone. I just set my phone up on the stair stepper and I get the little alert to my watch. So when you get the rat pick, it is, uh, it is the nuts. Yeah. Uh, Pete, what about you? Because you're doing all this on stream. So like getting one end of the wheel, is that, is that preferable for you or? Oh or no, I, yeah, I do. I do all mine on stream and I do what Davis does. I sneak in some reading about the stoics uh whenever i'm on the uh on the wrap there too while also engaging with the chat uh yeah you got to be able to do it all these days kitchen just like you juggling two drafts at once you got to be a multi-hyphenate in this competitive fantasy football economy yeah that's true yeah i i i will say um did you guys see the jeremy levine tweet um mm -hmm. earlier today yeah and and maybe so, so really appropriate really appropriate for you to be drafting on both <laughs> right? right now <laughs> Yeah, because I love Jeremy, also a former DraftKings pro, uh, and love the guys there at DraftKings. And so, you know, this is something that, uh, for those that maybe not, uh, I don't know if you can even pull it up, Sosa, but if uh, if you didn't see it, basically Jeremy is saying we're DraftKings and FanDuel are trying to like influence lobbyists behind our backs to to shut down. Um, underdog sleeper and prize picks in these fantasy sites that you know they're they're like the fantasy pick them sites and and he doesn't want to see that happening and basically said like DraftKings and us fought together we all DraftKings FanDuel and us fought together and now they are kind of they become the man they have uh they are now the establishment that we work so hard to to fight against so uh Davis any thoughts on that because Pete, Pete probably can't uh, say much. Um, I mean, it's it's I I do not have any knowledge of the inner workings, but it does make sense that the DraftKings and FanDuel people would have spent the last decade or so, uh, you know, basically gaining friends in the lobbyist sphere and and amongst lawmakers. And uh, I mean, if Brian Hooper was on the program here, he could talk a lot about how uh, governmental involvement in private industry leads to bigger companies using governmental pressure to crush mm -hmm. innovation certainly sounds. And now again, I don't yeah, actually it's know. Like a, it's like a, a regulation doing. moat, uh, like a legal moat is kind of what they say, where like you create this moat where no one else has the advantage uh, and can't, and can't cross. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of what they're, they're trying to do. Um it's also interesting and, as we lose our video boxes on the screen. Uh, it's also interesting relative to the Barstool and ESPN news and Barstool essentially yes. waving the white flag of like, we thought we could juggle being an edgy content provider while also being tethered to the printing machine that is a sports book. And they, uh, they wave the white flag on that. We'll get to some, uh, the draft boards here in a, in a second. I yeah, will say I'm though, sure, I don't I'm think sure it's draft. I don't think it's Barstool. I don't think it's Barstool waving the right flag, the white flag. I you're, think you're it's, on the clock. You're on the clock on DraftKings, David. Of course, I'm looking at the screen right now, silly. Uh, I've got Smith, Ridley, Higgins. Man, just gonna 
It, I, I think it's totally waving the white flag. They now cannot partner by Barstool. With any, yes, yeah. no, they can't. If they sell ever again, uh, they have to give fifty percent to Penn. Like everyone's like, Portnoy owns a hundred percent of it. No, you don't. You own fifty percent of it. If you sell, and they it, you can't. Don't get they 50%. can't get sport. They can't get sportsbook advertising dollars anymore. Which is the biggest Who cash cow in the when- sports adjacent business. Yeah, but uh, first of all, we don't know like what monetization events, like what that means. But from what I've been reading, basically um, ESPN wanted to do a deal with Penn or Penn. ESPN said they would do a deal with Penn and Portnoy knew that he had them, uh, you know, that they weren't going to do it without or with Portnoy. So you know, he just basically dug his heels in until they gave him the company back for free. Like it might be waving the white flag on like running a sport, like running Kitchen, a sports book. Literally portraying yes. this as anything, but like just a massive failure is so stupid. Now, does that mean that Barstool is down and out? No, they're very good at the content game. They can monetize that. They can generate revenue streams in other ways, but this is a gigantic L as a corporation. They tried something, they over leveraged themselves and they failed. Now, does that mean this is not a business you want to be in or that Dave Portnoy is not massively rich? No. Obviously, no, but this is an L. Well, failure, it depends on what your, did they become a successful sports book? No. Did they, you know, they got double digit market share in states like Michigan and then quickly fell off. Their their demographic is way different than what someone should be. And, and like, they just, they don't, they didn't really partner with affiliates. They were counting on their stoolies. I'm saying it's a win. For barstool because they get to go back to what kind of made them it's a it's a win for the content first. creators it's not a win for the yes. investors like the whole it's the same thing with underdog yeah, with like, right yeah with best ball they they want to transition into pick them sports betting games because that's where the massive windfall is barstool waved the white flag on the massive massive windfall yes. and said let's just do what we're good at and we'll get back in our lane and we won't ever have the insane valuations that make everyone's head spin, but we'll just get back to what we're doing. So it is a concession and a waving of the white flag from the pirate ship of what they initially were trying to do. Right. Kitchen, but I'm Kitchen, saying just, like- Kitchen just is such, you know, he's such an entrepreneur brain. He always has to see the way out. But like, you know, your fellow on, like you and Dave Port and I really like pretty similar accomplishments yeah. in sort of the entrepreneurial space. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I just don't absolutely. think like this was as the, the sports book part of Barstool was a failure. The Barstool sports book was a failure, um, and no one can deny that. But this is a this is probably a big win for them for Portnoy because they sold for five hundred fifty <laughs> and you bought it back for zero dollars. Like that yeah, that just I, does they, not happen. I can't I can't and I can't engage with you if you're trying to define this gigantic L as a win. We just, we got no, we got no common ground here. Well, two things can exist, right? That the Barstool Sportsbook failed and that Portnoy getting his company back and retaining um, basically all ownership unless he sells what he says he's not going to is also a win. Like two things can exist in a vacuum. You don't have to just define it as one big failure or one big win. It's kind of what I'm saying. I'm taking the, the reasonable 
Uh, well, the, totally. the reason the reason why it's it's worth pointing out is because like part of all of their peacocking and grandstanding was we have the perfect audience to turn into sports betters. And not only sure. this isn't like a DFS crowd. No, these are the dumbest of the dummies who are going to be getting their action in on your site. They sold that dream to sports books and then it didn't work out because it's a really competitive space. It's just a hard business to succeed in. And they probably there's probably a little bit of hubris in thinking you know, that they were uniquely positioned and it turned like, and I mean, I, I bet we probably see this with ESPN bet, you know, is that we see ESPN think they're just going to walk in with this built-in marketing, this built-in audience. And my guess is, is that ESPN bet is going to be rockier. I mean, how many people watch football on Fox, college football and professional football on Fox and Fox bet is already done. Fox, Fox bet is already yeah. rest in peace. Well, that's why uh, check out uh, Kyle Scott Laskowski at Kyle Scott L. He was uh, a guy that had his company. I don't know if you guys remember Jason Zernicki. Uh, he was like back in the daily joust days. Um, he had an affiliate company. He and Scott started this uh, Crossing Broad, which is a Philly affiliate company. They got acquired by XL Media, um, who also acquired other companies like Saturday down South. Anyways, he has a long thread, just a huge long thread on why it didn't work out and like his predictions and future. And part of it was Penn just refused to spend. They did not have the marketing and, um, and tech necessary mm -hmm. to compete with these big giants. And now the question is, can ESPN bet be that basically? Well, they've got yeah. a lot of built-in marketing, right? ESPN bet does because... Yeah, they... well, it's kind of like the Yahoo model. They aren't specifically saying that they are going to, um, as I'm picking on the uh, the wheel here, on, on both sides, the, they aren't specifically saying that they won't allow any other... They're still going to take DraftKings and FanDuel's money. So you're still going to be having DraftKings and FanDuel advertising on ESPN. And meanwhile, ESPN bet like Penn... Um, Jay Snowden, the, the, the president CEO of, of Penn is saying that he wants to capture 20% market share. I just don't know about that. All right. Um, find that, you a man who can talk business and do two drafts at once and host the show. Round of applause for David. Pete, <laughs> Pete, are you impressed right now? Like, be honest. Are you impressed just a little bit right now that I'm doing this? Um, while talking no because i can't even see what team you're drafting it could be the worst team i've ever seen anyone can do okay. two teams but at, at least once. i'm not at least i'm not auto drafting though is the <laughs> uh the real takeaway here yes let me pat you on the back you are auto drafting you just timed out on best ball media it took gabe I davis did? yeah oh no I, I picked him i start him okay, okay. um yeah little right. little early little early for for g davis is it though Unstacked, unstacked sixth round, Gabe Davis. Uh, Davis has another you Davis. Davis. You should know. Yeah, I, I like to live a little and buck the, uh, you know, buck the ADP trends. Someone, um, I had, I had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle this morning on a team, and someone took yeah. Tua in the sixth round, and uh, it it sent me. I, I was not having a good time. Um. 
my team so far here, this is my 118th streamed Best Ball Mania draft. You know, uh, I have to relinquish the hosting duties to Kitchen here, but I will yeah. recap my team. Austin Eckler, Ramondre Stevenson at running back, wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Jerry Judy, Marquise Brown, tight end, George Kittle. Davis, what do you have through six rounds? Uh, so I took Devonte Adams at nine. I'm just trying to load up the Devonte Adams bags. Uh, my favorite start in Best Ball Mania four is Devonte Adams, Tony Pollard. Then I uh, reluctantly clicked Keenan Allen. I wanted to take Debo. Then I really reluctantly clicked Amari Cooper. Did not want to click him, but he was about 15 spots after ADP. Then uh, more happily clicked Tyler Lockett and Kyle Pitts. You and I an ADP passed ho- on Chris Godwin to get our tight ends yeah. there. Yeah. As an ADP ho, Davis, I'm really surprised that you are drafting um, a Devontae in the first round because he is, I've got so much Devontae and he's almost always there towards the latter half of the second round. I just don't like doing the Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen start. And I don't like doing Why do you have to do that though? Because a lot of the teams in the final are going to have that permutation and that permutation is going to project for a lot of points. And you're really going to want to have those guys together. Can I I also just, I just think Adams is going to score more points than AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs, like straight up, Uh, which is fine. I'm actually, this is personal growth by you, Davis kitchen. I I have a a pressing question is, is the word ho part of your regular vocabulary? I was going to say whore, but I didn't want to. Uh, <laughs> you softened it. it from whore to hoe. Well, I feel like it was Christian more Christian Tennessee boy can't say so, whore, but he can say hoe. He's a hoe. <laughs> you know he's a hoe because his ADP <laughs> tells you so. All right. Uh, I'm on the clock right now on DK. Started with a little Burrow Higgins stack. Also have uh, Jefferson and Smith there, DJ Moore. Basically, I've got a – man, I – I've got a stacked wide receiver room. And so I'm going to get one more wide receiver and then I'm going to focus on some of these other positions. Um, uh, Boy, tight end. Let's go with, uh, let's go with Rashad White. We got it. We got a good, we got a good comment from the stream. Uh, yeah. from, from the chat, which is that this is basically an audio only show, but no one is iterating who's on their team, so it's just listening to dudes talk. I right. mean, that's what this show has always been. Although, I, I did, did blow up, I, right? I did blow up the screen, though, should be a little bit easier to read. Uh, just uh, you know, zoom in there, and I can always go from <laughs> side to side. Oh, I'm on the clock here. All of our, like a lot of, you know, I'm trying to positively encourage like likes no, 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 on no, my no. channel. We do like yeah. negative reinforcement. If you don't like, yeah. we'll do another shit show. Just you watch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, James Cook right here. Ooh, very nice. So nice. Uh, so Gibbs, Akers, and Cook. Brown, Brown. You're not, you're not taking your boy Deshaun Watson here? Oh man, that's actually a good point. Where can I get? Oh, big mistake by me. This is where <laughs> this guy has never not clicked on Deshaun Watson. You should have clicked. Clicked, big... clicked. Elijah should have clicked Elijah Moore. I should have clicked Elijah Moore, and then like this is where. Wow. Yeah, we get in trouble a little bit sometimes when you do, but you know, I can always tell the teams that have auto drafted on DK. 
because they all have four Be- quarterbacks. Because they show up with a logo that indicates they're auto drafting. No, I'm talking about like afterwards. Like if something if something doesn't happen or if I fall asleep, like I got a bad habit of drafting before bed. And so sometimes I'll fall asleep to last draft. I was going to wonder how you're getting all of these drafts in, Dave. So is that the key to success? You do one in the bathtub and then one in the bed. You're getting you're getting two done right there every night. Yeah, like I've been drafting in the shower. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? so i'll draft and this is why being on the wheel oh, like God. really helps i'll draft Can I and close then I'll my eyes and picture the, this paint me a picture kitchen how are you yeah 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 yeah, yeah so like i'll especially if i'm on the wheel again this is the sweet spot as soon as i draft the last pick so let's say uh you know it's the the, the two three turn as soon as mm-hmm. i draft my third third guy i'll immediately fire up the shower get in there put the phone in there and I'll have enough time for it to go, you know, one entire snake. And by the time I get back in the shower, I'll just need to make basically. So is this sort of part selections. of you're your taking like, like two minute showers, Dave, and then rushing out? Is this your, your is this selection? sort of like part of your? No, your I'm taking the phone. Wealth. I've got, I've got little uh, like a little bench and a little like little ledge that I just Dave, put the I've, phone. I've right got to be honest. Yeah, I, I'll draft. I'll draft doing anything. I I have not yeah. drafted in the shower. Well, let me tell you, you get a hot stream on your lower back, especially if you've just uh, spent uh, the past few hours playing pickleball, and it's like a massage slash sauna slash um, draft room. Like like Pete, I know you say you will not draft in the or you will not take your phone in the sauna. Nope. Um, but. I, I take it in a nice hot shower. It's just, just a that's just a rookie mistake by Pete. It's so I, nice to draft in the sauna. No, we meditate in the sauna, Davis. This yeah. is how we get our mind right to deal with David Kitchen on streams. A little meditation before the show. K- nice. Kitchen, I mean the the yeah. the fact that you, man, it's an image I don't think I'll ever be able to get out of my head. You drafting yeah. in the shower. Yeah. Kitchen, Kitchen, just forever. racing to click Elijah Moore. Like make sure he just doesn't miss Elijah Moore or like Donovan Peoples Jones. Dave, yeah. as All sort right. of our as sort of our our Cleveland Browns expert, what do you think is going to happen in that backfield with Jerome Ford's hamstring injury? What? I've been he in went, meetings all this morning. Is that he, uh, is this he what happened? Hurt, he, he got hurt on Monday. This was a week, days ago. Kitchen. <laughs> I had not heard this. I had not clicked the little icon. It's a little icon. Like what's uh, what's going on here? He's yeah. got a hamstring he injury. Really he, limped, he limped off at practice the other day. He sure did, Kitchen. He sure right, did. I just drafted uh, Elijah Moore to go with DJ Moore. This is a Moore <laughs> theme show because on the other one. Oh, no. M Lang 91. M Lang 91. Doing me. You want a Richardson? Richardson. Mm. Yeah. Tough scene. Oh, that is very annoying to me. All right. I'm gonna go see. If- oh, you were setting up yep. the Devonte Adams. Yeah, with with the back door, oh. with the back door, Josh Downs, just the back. Mm. I mean, Josh Downs, you can get in the 18th round now. Like it's just it's free. Okay, so what are we doing now with the Cleveland Browns backfield? Well, Dave, we that we sort of put it to you because you're sort of our Browns insider. Could they draft Kareem Hunt or, or sign Kareem Hunt? Word is he's signing with the Colts. Right. That that whole that whole situation yesterday 
with was it Rossini who broke the news that he was signing with the uh, the Saints, just dashing all the hopes of Hunt round 17 and 18 drafters. And then supposedly he didn't even get to work out before the Colts said, come see us. Yeah, Hunt Hunt Slappies had themselves quite a day yesterday. It was a, a roller coaster okay, of emotions. Peter, Peter, who are the worst Slappies? Fournette Slappies, Hunt Slappies, or Zeke Slappies? Which which Slappy is is the loudest and slappiest camp? Hunt, Hunt Slappies are have to be the worst because he's like the dustiest of all of that. And I think Zeke is incredibly dusty. Fournette are the most justifiable. Like Fournette lands on the Chiefs, he's probably like a fucking. I I am a I, so I'm a Fournette slappy, which like you want to talk about weird twists of fate that I've become a Fournette slappy. But to me, he definitively is 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 the guy who has the chance of getting a role that yeah. you actually wanted to have. That like that like oh it's week four and Leonard Fournette just got 18 carries for Team X. That's like, why they're the just... they're the least worst of the slappies because I think they actually have a leg to stand on. The the hunt slappies are just true true slappies. Hunt hunt is like hunt is like extremely dust. Like hunt is young enough that if he had any juice left, he already would have signed. I guess he's 28 years old, but like hunt hasn't shown anything in 3 seasons. Like hunt like and he doesn't even have the Oh my god, why are people taking my quarterbacks? Oh, Navid, I don't love your pick of Dak Press. I hate this. It is so annoying trying to push the perfect team on underdog and your quarterback gets to it's I'm so annoyed. Mm, sorry, Davis. The, oh wow, so so this is how he's <laughs> Yeah, I guess Davis, can you can you define Slappy? Because we just got the uh, the gif of uh, yeah, Slappy is like Slappy is like someone who's bad at whatever gambling activity you're talking about, right? So it's like it's like oh, all the Slappies played Isaiah Likely in DFS this week, or or all the Slappies are drafting Ezekiel Elliott, or or like uh, Slappy play of the century last week in PGA DFS. I've never seen this before. Denny McCarthy was 44% owned in the single entry contest. That is the slappy play of a lifetime. Like just a very mediocre golfer who hasn't had a good finish in three months just got, was, was absolutely stone chalk. Like that's a slappy play. The, the only, uh, reason kareem hunt drafters the only thing they can hang their hat on is him them selecting him in the 18th round for him to then settle in the 17th round and be a zero from the 17th round instead of the 18th and then they can at least have their closing line value uh i mean the, the every single team in the league has had multiple chances to offer this guy the stone minimum amount of money and they've all said you know what we're good it took eno benjamin getting hurt one of the guys who is going to be out of the league here uh shortly for him to even get a visit like what are the hunt slappies even doing well they they believe the same thing that the zeke and fournette slappies do that these guys want to sign for more than the veteran minimum and they're waiting they're waiting for a team to be desperate right someone to get actually hurt. you know what i need to reverse all the way the number one worst slappies are the Dalvin Cook slappies. The people, yes. the people drafting Dalvin Cook and yes. his ADP, because Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, corporate needs you to find a difference between these two pictures, and it's Leonard Fournette and it's Dalvin Cook, and it's the same picture. That that the the Cook drafters are the slappies. Um, well, the, could you the say Cook drafters are ahead, the most Pete. disillusioned? No, yeah, because they 
at least when like hunt drafters they're like i just hope i get like one rb3 week the dalvin cook drafters are convinced he's like a top 10 rb wherever he signs yes yeah that's a good point peter all right um updating Dave, let's people see what on you're, my let's see what you're working DK with here team. on yeah on underdog on dk you, or on underdog so you've got an unstacked deshaun oh no you got david and joku uh yes. you've got i like this running back room jameer gibbs cam Akers, james cook you started out aj brown amon ross st brown you did take hopkins uh so you could backdoor Tannehill, and you took gabe davis 10 spots ahead of adp this is this dave for you this is a good team. You're doing a good job. Hopkins and Collins. You didn't, you missed that uh, week 15, week 17 uh, stack right there. So yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm getting back into championship form. Uh, I started a little bit later than you guys, you know, have to, it's like when you're a vet and you don't really need training camp, right? Like you're, you don't you're, need you're the running back workouts. You're, you're the running back who doesn't show up until August 15th. Right. Yeah, I'm still. <laughs> I'm, a I'm kitchen still working slappy. out. Yeah. I can't stop uh, buying kitchen slack uh, <laughs> stock right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of slappies, Davis, would you say that someone wanting Greg Dorch over Michael Wilson is a slappy? No, that's just someone who understands the permutations of how fantasy football works. Although I got to be honest, Michael Wilson has been in- balling out david so you know the other thing you know the other thing that's very interesting about arizona right now is that clayton toon is gonna start clayton toon is is gonna start week one for the arizona cardinals um and i i don't really know what that means it 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 sounds like the cardinals offense is going to be less functional though like clayton like an undrafted free agent starting like are the cardinals just going to be like 13 point dogs in every game like it, it could be brutal Sure seems like it. Speaking of brutal right now, I'm oh boy, this is oh I don't want um on Mingo. I like I like oh Mingo and permutations, the, uh, by the way. Uh permutations, Chris Diaz. That's a that's a good one. Uh that's more of like a poker word. It hasn't quite made its way over yet. I feel like it should though. I feel like permutations is a really good best ball word. It's no cromulent, that's for sure. Well, Cromulent isn't even mine. Cromulent is a Simpsons word. Davis, you you brought it to the best ball masses. You get to take credit for that. Why, also, why, this guy okay. Naveed is is auto drafting, which is he is brutal yeah, here. Sure. Is there is there anything truly? Is there anything more annoying than an auto drafter in a best ball mania room where they're scooping up all the ADP values that you want? So I have a confession to make. I. I auto drafted a Pitbull team this morning <gasps> because I had an emergency I had to help with with April right as I got into the draft. Ended up with one of those classic four QB rubes. People tagging me, are you okay? What's going on? So I, I've been there. I have been there and I uh, I apologize to Peter. I, I've been meaning I've been meaning to bring this up. Have you been besmirching the star method on your streams? Because I've oh, had a couple people, yeah, I've had a couple people uh at me and say you know, you're you're saying you're saying snarky shit about the star method. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I've called it the biggest scam of the 21st century. Here's Davis the thing: out here you cannot you cannot do the, the star board. method unless you are locked in. You got to be. You can you? Be or- can you yes, explain Dave. the star method for those that uh, don't consume every piece of content from both of you? So the star method is very simple. You go. It's it's for when you're multi-tabling. It's for when you're doing like yeah. four or five drafts at a time. 
you make a selection, you star all of that player's teammates and all of that player's week 17 opponents. Oh, um, okay. Gotcha. So it, it just helps you. It helps you when you're doing yeah. four or five at sure. a time, make the right picks. Now, Peter, basically he's stating that this is bad because if you auto draft, you're taking, you, you take Saquon Barkley in the second round. And then all of a sudden you just got, you just got Isaiah Hodgins in this, in the seventh round or whatever, yeah. because of the star method. I, the yeah, star you have to makes be... sense to me in slow drafts. In fast drafts, the downside risk is far worse than getting the top ADP value for timing out than taking KJ Osborne in round six because you have Justin Jefferson. So this is um so while while we're on this, because mm. I think from a product standpoint, you know, people might not know, but like creating products, creating <laughs> apps, designs, UX, that's UX UI, that's something that I do. You Let also me give you a little teams of the shower. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I mean, there is no limit to the skill set. Uh, the limit does not exist. So as far as what, here are some of the features that I like on underdog and DraftKings that I wish they would do uh, basically to consolidate because one of the features that you can do on, uh, on underdog is basically if you've got all your quarterbacks, you just select wide receivers, running backs, and tight run backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, right? So you don't even have to look at uh, the quarterbacks in your list. You can't do that on DraftKings. You have to go one tab, two tabs, three tabs. Well, tabs. the DraftKings best ball product is just not there. It's, just have, but it's really not. It's, it's, it. it's, there are some things that I really like. So, for instance, if you have custom rankings on DraftKings, you can select by rankings or ADP. People like Artsy Crafty Romo, like that's his name. You can see he's on, on auto draft. So if you see someone's on auto draft, you know that the next guy that they have uh, for ADP, they're going to draft, right? Or you know that they're going to uh, to take like an extra quarterback. For some reason, they give auto drafters four quarterbacks. So you know like what what they're going to pick, basically. Um, and so you, you can sort by ADP or rank. You cannot do that on underdog and it's, um, I don't know. It's after be, after doing it quite a bit on DraftKings, it's a little frustrating, but other than that, I think the underdog product is, is really good. That's, and the auto draft feature, uh, auto I... draft saves so much time on DraftKings. It, if you get a guy that is auto drafting on underdog, it, it can feel a little painful sometimes when it's every pick. Go ahead. I want to, I want to be clear though and say, I'm thankful for the star method. I mean, one of the best teams I drafted this year was a team <laughs> from the one Oh one took Justin Jefferson and then seven straight Vikings players. Like the star method has specifically benefited me. So I do hope people stay out there and continue to do it. You drafted. It's just not. It's not. Vikings? It's not for the. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Is the thing. Oh mm -hmm. gosh, we are Davis. Pete, take your time right now on underdog, please. I just no, I had to snap it. pick Rashi right no, at one fifty-four. No, no. What are we doing? <laughs> no, I'm coming up on the wheel on both sides. Okay, so <laughs> let's focus on underdog first. Let's see, I've got Watson. I can pair him with uh, Peoples Jones, and then okay, I go Knox. Right, that's gonna give me four. I'm gonna have to really go heavy on running backs after this. All right, but I look at th this Navid auto draft team. Here comes Cole Komet, first tight end. Um, yeah, he's got a four six two one build. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers. 
Oh, Naveed. Naveed <laughs> yeah. is the one. Naveed is the one who uh, who took Dak for me, huh? Kitchen, yeah. make some moves, buddy. Let's see. I. This oh is shoot. Okay. All right. Alert. So tight end. Make your DraftKings uh, pick first. Right here. Uh, no, 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 no. I got ten seconds left for this. Oh shoot. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I like this. I like. I've gotten a ton of Kyler Murray. Now I'm in the clear. Now I got 27 seconds to reset. Um. <laughs> all right. Let's see. And then Kyler, I can just go with Gainwell. That's not that big of a reach. There we go. All right. So just to reset on the teams that uh, that I have, I've got Burrow. I've got uh, Rashad White, who more and more people are thinking he's going to be just a three down back workhorse. Uh, I've got Gibson, who a lot of people are saying is this year's Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, they're pairing, we're pairing them with uh, Justin Jefferson, Smith, and Higgins, just high ceiling guys. Laporta, we all know that that receiver room in Detroit is so paper thin. And Laporta already impressing people out there. DJ Moore at the new team. Jordan Addison. Don't, don't buy the hype that is Jordan Addison is going to be outsnapped by KJ Osborne this year. Um, Ola BC Johnson vibes there. Elijah Moore, Charbonnet, That's who's like coming back. That's like the one back. example everyone knows of preseason depth no, charts. Davis, lying. Everyone, please, everyone please. brings not up why, Not why I'm doing Justin this. Jefferson thing. Tyler Boyd, Mims, who, as you guys know, they traded up for Mims. Uh, Kyler Murray and then Gainwell. Gainwell taking part in these two-minute drills means that he's going to be the guy, you know, uh, catching passes out of the back. Uh, Doing back-to-back days of shows with Settlement and Kitchen while we draft teams, like the the fire hose <laughs> of just insane takes that I've had to absorb. Uh, I need to get And like the fire this. hose of like slightly wrong regurgitated information <laughs> they read off the athletic too. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least Kitchen's reading the athletic. I mean, Jack came in, I mean, just with nothing. I mean, this guy was firing <laughs> off takes. And I will what say, is- Kitchen, a lot of the comments were people want you and Jack to get together for uh, oh, the basketball yes. take stream. That YouTube. is good. Oh, of the that mind. is extremely that, good content. That'd be fun. <laughs> Speaking of Jack, uh, plug uh, him and Ercolano's thing, big content. I've enjoyed that from a uh, consumer content creator and content consumer. So uh, big content is their new channel over there on, on YouTube. Good stuff there. When are you going to start your big entrepreneur podcast to weigh in on the Dave Portnoy and how this was a big W for him? And how can you not say that's a W for Portnoy? <laughs> we can't circle back to this. I did it, but it absolutely is not. Just get out of here. It is. He's, he got control back of his company. As, as an entrepreneur, Pete, you should understand uh, way back in the day, I asked you, you know, could you do like some YouTube videos? And you had this like starving artist thing where you were like, oh, well, I don't really know. Where's this do, going? Like, you know, you, you know, just get with you. were like, um, I don't want to like compromise my brand and like sell out. And uh, I've so, never like, said that to you. Yes. We've never no, had this you conversation. Did. You did. This was because you used to do these videos. You did this like a few videos for four for four and they absolutely exploded. You hit the yeah. algorithm just right with the clickbaity titles. And this is when I was uh, talking about bringing you possibly full time over to uh, to RG. And you're like, you I never know, offered man. me a full time job at RG. Yes, I, I said it was on the table and you were like starving artists wanted to be. A hundred percent. This is so will... historically inaccurate. This is no, absurd. it is Pete. 
you had a full-time job if you wanted it. But at that time, you also had a full-time job. Um, so anyways, don't, anyway. I understand the root. I understand the branches of my tree better than the branches themselves. <laughs> the branches is, is Dave Portnoy on your tree? Is, is Barstool inside no, of your tree? No, uh, is not on my tree. But anyways, to fast forward, now Pete's doing all these clickbaity titles. And I love to see it. I love to see it. But you have to admit that when you I deliver on my clickbait. I've never not delivered on my clickbait. But when you join something, you do lose a little bit of creative control. Um, and so Portnoy gets that back. That's why it's a win for him. He also gets like 275 million from three years. Would you take 275 million for three years? The thing is, no, I'm is a starving Portnoy's, artist. Portnoy's, Portnoy's, per, Portnoy's personal <laughs> wealth was never up you're not for even, debate at any you're point. You're not even doing yeah. So he's much wealthier now than he was yesterday. Would you agree with that? I'll shoot him on the clock here. Sure, but his wealth was never in question. Is that not a measure of success to some extent? No, it's happening. Dave, we're saying this specific business deal. I, I literally, I can't go. I can't. I can't do this with you anymore. I'm bored. Yeah. Um, why have you not okay. commented on my mustache, David? Yeah, can we go I full can't... screen on this mustache, so real quick? I wanted to actually talk about this. Is this new, Davis? When did this transpire? Yeah, all my buddies, I was in Kansas City this weekend, and all my buddies had mustaches, and I was like, well, I'm not getting left out. So I shaved my beard and just left the mustache. Oh, I never... snap. I see it now. So I'm, you know, obviously focused on uh, my my draft, but I see it now. It's like, we need to take a screenshot of that and compare it to when you had a mustache for the Fantasy Insider days. When I when I dyed it? Yeah. I mean, it's, yes. it's, uh, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more full now. Um, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about it. I think we just convinced Kyle Dvorak to, uh, shave his facial hair into a mustache. So me, Liam okay. and Kyle are all going to have mustache side. Also, I'm just now realizing Justin Ross is up to wide receiver 78 on underdog. Yeah, if you want, if you want an example of slappies, if you want, if you've ever wanted slappy defined Justin Ross, wide receiver 78 on underdog.com is slappy. If if Naveed times out and takes Zamir White here at the top of EQ, which is exactly what's going to happen for his eighth running back and fourth quarterback, <laughs> I'm going to do the Philip Rivers gif. Lord, give me strength. <laughs> <sighs> That's why we just need the auto draft feature, just so it goes through. Because like, and even if people like you talk about the star method, if people get auto drafted on the star method, it leaves less time for them to realize what they did or if they have an emergency like to get back, you know, like, so you are benefiting from that. Yeah. Uh, he did take Samir white. So it happens. You go. Let me turn on the, the draft board so people can see. All right. So we've got 16, 17 and 18. Um, Davis based on the past week, have any of your late round guys been going up further? Are you chasing those or like, are you looking at new round 18 guys? Because you were like a Malik Davis guy. Malik Davis. And the one that's really grinding my fucking gears is Hunter Henry. Cause I used to just take him every time. And he's he still there in the 18th. He said no. 203 ADP. He he's like, it. he's like a 16th round pick now. Like I used to the back door, the back door when you just got totally in jail was Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, round 17, round 18, and you can't and you can't do it anymore. And it's just it's I, it ruined two of my teams already. Like I had it built in my mind, like I could do Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, and Hunter Henry went. I I did one this morning. He went at tight end 21. I I am so annoyed. 
Kitchen, is there maybe a best ball philosophy that could maybe help you avoid getting sniped when you wait to draft guys at ADP? Yeah, really. Uh, don't let like one round a ADP, especially when it's the 18th. Like, what's the difference between the 18th and the 17th? Nothing, but you just you, you have a limited number of picks you can make. You have to fill out your roster spots, and I'm building. So with fill the, the 18th with somebody else, like a Michael Wilson, like a Cedric Tillman, like so, like those those type of of guys that have a lot of upside. David, you're you're literally not hearing what I'm saying. It's not I'm a cost problem. It is a structural. You have to fill out the roster spots problem. So change what I'm saying is change the way you are drafting them. Take that tight end and then replace them by like a running back in the in the 18th. After playing DraftKings, after doing over a hundred DraftKings best ball milli drafts, and then playing on underdog, underdog is way easier to create like a full 18 player team. Like it, it's like you should not have any sort of trouble filling out an 18 person roster. Now, sometimes in the 20th round on DraftKings, it can get a little hairy. It can get a little sticky, but there's your so favorite. Many guys who's there. your favorite 20th round pick on, uh, on DraftKings? Um, Michael Wilson, although some like he was picked in the 16th round earlier today. Um, so him, Cedric Tillman, and then it really kind of depends. Like if there's a running back spot, potentially left over but what i find on DraftKings is that it's a lot easier to get your eighth wide receiver the very last pick because there are so many wide receivers left because everyone is trying to fill out the rosters with these other positions so um kind of what i'm looking at robert woods another one if he lasts the 20th round could be a guy navid navid is gonna have to take um Oh, Justin Ross in this one. I was unless hoping we, you would, unless, Davis. You gotta, you gotta catch up on your Justin Ross exposure. I still haven't taken him on Underdog. I've taken him on DraftKings a couple times. Oh. Davis, you were. Um, it was funny as you were talking because my drafting ears were burning because I was going to try to set up the Hunter Henry and Mac Jones as I kind of built out a little New England thing, and sure enough, Hunter Henry. Isn't it? It's it's just it's so chapping because it was like I that was just my get out of jail free card since May. And now it's Jimmy Garoppolo, Michael Meyer, but you can't always do that because uh there are two other good teams that I stack a lot that have week 13 buys. Who is it? Um I want to say the Ravens are one of them. I gotta figure this out. Who has a bye yeah, week on, in week 13? Oh, I'm it's the Ra clock. the Ravens, the Bills, Who's and the Raiders team. and the Vikings. So a bunch of teams, a bunch of teams that I stack have week 13 buys. I got to line up the very fun uh Denver Buffalo Chargers round robin uh playoff schedule in this draft, which I haven't been able to get in a while, I feel like. Okay, Peter, on my team, I already have three quarterbacks. Would you take Michael Meyer to stack with Jimmy Garoppolo, or would you take an eighth wide receiver? La, let me look at your team. Have you ever One. done – Have you? do you ever do the three quarterback, three tight end? Oh, I'm literally about to do it right now. I do it a bunch. Oh, look at that. Because Meyer, yeah, well, Meyer also, makes oh, more ahead. sense than like – Meyer just makes more sense than like Chase Claypool here. 
Yes. No, I, I would, I would do, I would do Meyer there for sure. Yeah. And I have, I have the quarterback tight end stacks with both Wilson and Purdy. So I had two week nine buys at quarterback and two week nine buys at tight end. So I was going to try to get Mac Jones in Hunter Henry. I have to go Trey McBride, but I do grab Mac Jones here with my uh, Ramondre and Khalil Shakur bring back. All right. I'm going to take Meyer. I would do Meyer for sure. All right, uh, wrapping up the underdog draft and wrapping up last round of the DraftKings draft. That's fun. Mm. Um, Malik Davis goes a pick after. I think Michael Meyer in the 18th round is is pretty good. Um, it seemed it, like it means, Michael it means Meyer. That means a lot coming from you. Uh, thank you. It seems like Michael Meyer and Musgrave have like swapped stock. Yes. Where I mean, to me, Michael Myers should be now. like a 14th round pick. I don't really understand why he's going after like Hayden Hurst. Like what, what, what would possibly be the reason for that? People are just like, mm. people were scared like about the Target Jimmy Garoppolo share. injury right. thing initially. Jimmy Garoppolo well, is not, like a good... It's not just that. It's also like the wide receiver room is not that bad, especially if, well, if they I, keep win, Renfro saying, like the as Raiders... a slot the Raiders offense is going to be like kind of competent. I don't, I don't get what all this fear is about. Yeah. Um, okay. Wrapping it up. I got one last pick and right now, let's see, I've got the, the other thing about DraftKings is that uh, quarterbacks go way earlier. Part of this is because of the mentioned uh, auto draft feature, but you can't get a quarterback in your last round unless you draft a backup quarterback, which I shouldn't, would not, suggest oh i know another guy um josh palmer is another late round guy whose stock has been way up recently did y'all see really? that yes yes well, oh yeah because kitchen, out kitchen of chargers josh training palmer camp he's start a, over quentin johnson but kj he's about to won't start over addison he's about to go undrafted in this draft kitchen where's the stock rise coming from I'm I really am taking a look at uh, DraftKings. Like he's <laughs> he's playing a little bit earlier. It, it meteoric and, rise on DraftKings just completely and reports out of uh, out of camp yeah. too. So let's uh, let's draft. Oh, Josh Kelly. All right, got a stack there. All right, so that's <laughs> that does it. What's your Josh Kelly stack? Uh, with Mims. Okay. Perfect. That the Josh Kelly Bibbs that could be our generation's Tyler Algier. <laughs> uh, you Zach don't Ertz. know. That's that's you the don't new know Algier. All right. So um again, Burrow and Kyler Murray. I've been drafting so much Kyler lately uh recently. Um so they're my two quarterbacks. Uh I wait a little bit on running back, Rashad White, Gibson, Charbonnet. Gainwell, Elliott, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, who some some people are saying this year's sexy pick later on in drafts, and then Josh Kelly. Isn't, isn't uh, like, are you not worried about all this Daenerys Prince stuff, Dave? No, Mm-mm. no, Davis. As a Kansas City homer, shouldn't you like understand how things work there? Yeah, the coaches as far don't. As the, the running the back coaches room. don't like him. They they really are just. Uh, where where it is, he's been running with uh the third string offense in camp so he hasn't even been he hasn't even been with gabbert he's been with uh shane shane buccelli i have no idea how you say his name yeah uh i just want to apologize profusely um 
to the audio listeners, you guys were hardly serviced today. And uh, I, can't I feel like we covered a lot of like it was the content that was king mm. and not the draft. The draft was secondary. The draft was like the uh, the appetizer, the content. We covered, um, you know, industry talk. We covered Port mm -hmm. Portnoy. We covered late round guys. We covered uh, differences in UX, UI on DraftKings versus underdog and, and that situation. Like there's a lot of good content uh, in today's show. Like I, so I reject that notion that audio listeners, in fact, they probably appreciate this show better than the draft only shows that we've done in the past. Let us know in the chat how much you guys appreciate the content we do, how high effort it is, how seamless we are as broadcasters, both from an audio and visual perspective how much production value we have. Like, please do not forget about the one I think you should leave gift that Sosa put on the screen during the episode. I mean, <laughs> I, I challenge any other show to execute at a level as elite as what we do around here on the Swolecast. Yeah, we should also mention that uh, Tuttle is about to have baby number seven um, and said that he's not coming back until week one. We have begged him behind the scenes. Anyone of these guys can attest to, we have begged him to come on the show. Um, he even said, you know, he's even thought of like good bits. He's even been in the chat, but he will not come on a show until week one of the NFL season. So are, are there going to be, are we, is in season swole cast kitchen? Cause you know, you always got tricks up your sleeve. Like today you're like, I'm doing two drafts and we're like, Whoa. And then like you spring mm -hmm. it on us. Are, I said that yesterday. You're just never in the chat anymore since you went big. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, I can't have notifications on for like the one group chat I have on in Slack. Like that's just a bridge too far. But I was going to ask Kitchen, are you planning as the visionary for the Swolecast? Is the show in season going to be familiar to people from previous years? Or do you have kind of a change up, a curveball you're thinking about throwing into the show format? No, I, I mean, we'll just have to, that'll be a group decision, you know. Mm. Um, this is year 10 or year 11, one of, one of the two. Secretary says, say less words, kitchen. Uh, a lot of people agree with him. You know, we're, we're kind of like the all in podcast of fantasy sports. <laughs> Which one of us is Chamath? <laughs> I think Chamath is probably Tuttle. You're definitely David Sachs for sure. Yeah. Is this, is this a finance podcast? This is where Davis pretends that he doesn't know one of the <laughs> No, I, I know I know who I know who Chamath is. He's the guy who who like says something disastrously stupid about finance like every six months and goes viral. He he's the guy who who had all those SPACs that went belly up. Yeah, the SPACs. The, from so the guy who pretended he didn't know Tim Ferriss. Now comes who is Chamath in the all in. No, no, no. <laughs> Tim Ferriss is uh Tim Ferriss is uh is a Huberman, bro. So he's he's a all right. You getting to know Tim Ferriss through Huberman and not the other way around is hilarious. Most people got the, to know Huberman from Tim Her from Tim Ferriss. The the four the four hour work week, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what uh, Kitchen uh, he still lives by that uh mantra to this day. If I could just draft teams <laughs> in his shower all day, four hour work week. No, in, in fact, the four hour work week would be like finding someone else to draft for you in the shower. That's that'd be the four hour work week. Like, he was big on like outsourced labor, like before it be even became a thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So other, just wrapping a, a bow up on this, Peter, I didn't ask you, but like anything in the past week that changed the way that you're drafting like late round guys, like any news, any drum beat, 
any sort of signal that you're like, okay, I'm actually buying this. This is not something that can be ignored. I'm actually buying this. Yeah, uh, it's it's Luke Musgrave. Um, hadn't been drafting a ton of him. Have been doing a lot of late tight end builds. Have a bunch of Mayer, a bunch of McBride, a lot of Gasecki, like a lot of those guys correlating Ferguson with Dak. Um, I'm buying it. Played all 19 first team snaps with uh, Jordan Love. Packers, a, a family Packers practice. family night truther. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, in the depth charts, just wide open. I mean, they really have nothing there. So uh, I'm getting excited about Musgrave. Happy to click him even as his price rises into the 17th round because a wise man once told me a 17th, 16th round pick isn't that much different from an 18th. It really isn't. It really isn't. It could, just, it could And it could determine if you get into the final or not. Like, Davis, this could be the key for you to actually get into – a best ball final this year. So don't take it lightly. Hey, I thought like in five best ball finals. Okay. Davis why, why, plays. why? I don't know why. In Harditz. In Hard. Okay. Stop. In Harditz uh, had a great tweet. I think it was in Harditz a couple of days ago about. Uh, How did you, you know, just say year. his name? Isn't it Ian? Ian? This is what Sosa pipes in for. <laughs> Absolutely. In, in, in Harditz, not Ian Harditz. Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> Later, Sosa. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> All right. I really uh, wish I had a heart out. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, he said, like, um, last year, basically saying, I'm never choosing a rookie tight end ever again after all these guys imploded. And this year, uh, you say it like um, all the best, that, all the best picks at tight ends are are Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller, and a bunch of rookies. It's like it's like surely that's not going to lead to heartbreak, right? Yeah, I think he said something like in Harden's is basically free. It's like none of you guys even care. Uh, is is what he said? Oh, that's but. that's my that's one of my favorite genres of Ian tweets is when he was when he points out how this dusty veteran has actually scored a lot of points and no one cares. Yeah. It's true. I don't oh, care. Uh, so, okay. Just, he said January through July. I've learned my lesson. Late round fantasy football tight end picks are just too risky. Next year, I'll make sure to make an, a real early round investment at the position. And then in August, Luke Musgrave is free in fantasy football land. And it's like none of you even care. So that's a good, that's a good Dave, Dave learning about fantasy miles. football. He just, he just reads his timeline. <laughs> Dave, Dave just logs on and whatever take he sees that resonates with him, that's what he's doing in drafts that day. Do you suggest not doing that, Davis? Land the uh, I mean, honestly, to be real, I mostly read Sean Siegel's wrote of his articles and Ben Gretsch's Substack, and then kind of just grift off that. And philosophy okay. when you're on the turn. It's yeah. so it's so nice. You get like eight. You get like eight <laughs> minutes of uninterrupted reading. And when you're and uh, when you're reading aphorisms, you know you don't you don't like lose your place or whatever. It's nice. You you just, you just read one little aphorism, and then you go back to your draft. Davis, have you seen Oppenheimer? Yes. Oh my god, Unbe like top you see ten movie for me immediately. IMAX seventy millimeter film. Yes. Uh huh. It's beautiful. It was. It was. Very rarely do movies that spend uh, as much marketing as they do on the actual film end up being good. 
uh, rare, rare example of a movie that was marketed to piss that, that totally, um, you know, justified all Killian Murphy, Killian Murphy, one of the greatest working actors. I mean, he is so, he is so unbelievable. Kept on like pointing to the screen, like, oh, that's so and so, that's so and so, that's Dexter's dad. That's you know, all these uh pop culture references. All right. Uh final thoughts, Davis. Um, final thoughts. Uh Justin Ross is wide receiver 78 on underdog.com. And and the last time he had a good game was in 2018, and it still doesn't make any sense to me. What Ross I'm at, like and guys, Hyatt, like just absolutely steamed up this past week. yeah but and no steam yet for josh downs when is when does josh downs week in the sun come yeah all right uh peter um one got a plug randomizer tonight with red zones scott hansen very Ooh, much looking forward to that very nice he once yes. uh commented on davis's uh weekly thread that he did those two weeks i would that's how i was able to get him uh i actually dm'd him and i was like remember that guy davis who he replied to his thread uh that's you my think, guy you we think he do you think he'd do the take cast or is it too risque for him um i mean i would i would argue uh the optimizer the is definitely little, more risque yeah <laughs> more risque yeah because yeah. i right after so pat thorman is who helped uh me book him because he knows uh scott hansen and he like the episode that had just come out was liam and so Liam has like socks stuffed in his mouth saying why Dalton Kincaid's a good pick. And I had to be like, Scott, I promise the goal is not to make you look silly. It's to have fun. It's to play to your strengths. I have final say on all of these prompts. So, you know, we actually had to do a little PR for the randomizer here. So I think you would have better success pitching the take cast. Um, right. I will also say kitchen too. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that full-time job, man. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to listen. Um, I see the kind of Pete, 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 Pete. He had two years of uh, of being self-employed, and he's done. He's out. He's over it. You'd like to you come know back what to I the friendly confines? I think I'm ready to do like a, a niche college football product for Roto Grinders. Is what I think <laughs> I could provide. <laughs> you taking over? You taking over like Tuttle's job for a week now? Because Tuttle's the one providing now projections, and I see him linking like these rando tweets about bowling green state university wide oh, receivers no. i'm like wow like we have like we are so BG, deep bgsu sense. wide receivers if you get them right that's a that's a print factory that's right um all right i think that will do it for the show special thanks to sosa for producing the show and and also just offering timely insights and and really putting up with us thanks to everyone listening make sure to leave a comment uh thanks to davis and, and Pete. and just let me say don't let others define what success is to you mm. you get to define what success is to you and whether that be in your best ball drafts whether that be in a company that you buy back for zero dollars you are in control of your own value so with that being said hope everyone has a great week we'll see you next week here on the Swolecast on WordGrinders.com. Peace.